What's going on, everybody? I'm Pastor Josh, and you are listening to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. I am Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me. Um, this will be... Okay, I got something popping on my computer. It's very distracting. This will be a short intro because the episode went much longer than I anticipated. Uh, I had Brandon back on. So this is Brandon's third episode. It, he's kind of hit the trifecta. We did a virtual episode uh, whenever he was still in Jersey. We did an in-person episode at my new house. Uh, and then we did an in-person episode. This is a first time in studio. So... I don't know what's going on my computer over here. It's driving me nuts. Uh, so Brandon was on. He uh, had to work today. Uh, like I told you, if you watched episode 39, it's Friday morning. I'm getting all this stuff knocked out. Allie and I, my wife, are getting ready to head to Chicago for tonight. We're going to go see Phil Wickham and Brandon Lake in concert. I am pumped for that. But uh, Brandon was here. He had to work today, so we had to get here a little bit early. Um, it's been an early morning, a long day. I actually uh, just... So on also if you watched episode thirty nine, I I talked about this part in the intro, but I had breakfast this morning with a young man, a nineteen year old gentleman named Steven. Steven, shout out, dude, what's up? Uh, hopefully you find this and watch this eventually somewhere. Um, we had an incredible time. It's uh, he was at church on Sunday and he came around with shaking hands. He's been there a few times before, and then uh, he came over and introduced himself. Excuse me, this time and when I shook his hand, I could just the Lord just gave me a. Uh, a word for him. And I, I just knew as he was walking back to his seat right before service started that God had something specifically for me to tell him. And I gave him that word before service. And then we've been talking throughout the week and uh, we had breakfast. It was an awesome time uh, getting to know each other, just talking, having a good conversation. Uh, so Stephen, if you see this, thanks for joining me this morning for breakfast, uh, hanging out a little bit. I appreciate it. I uh, had a good time. Hopefully we can do that again soon. Uh, sooner rather than later. I don't want to wait forever and, and make it take a long time. So we'll get together again very, very soon. Uh, left there, went to uh, a coffee local coffee shop and grabbed my wife a coffee because I drive past the school that she teaches at on the way from where we had breakfast back to the church here to the studio slash office to record. Dropped that off and saw her for just a second, came back, and Brandon was here waiting, and we uh, banged out a pod about Scripture. Now, I know that that sounds kind of silly. It's like, well, all of your podcasts are about the Bible. Yes, but this one is literally about all about the Word of God, the written Word of God, Scripture, the Bible, studying it, understanding it. How? Why? Is it important? Is it necessary? How do we do that? What does that look like? What's good? What's bad? What works? What doesn't? All of the things uh, we jumped on here and talked about those together. And it was all right as soon as we were done recording, um, as we we're getting up, and Brandon goes, Man, that was a good one. I was like, I agree. Because it was a good one. We had a great time, great conversation. Um, and I said this a couple times, um, and I'll say it again because he's not here in that way. That It doesn't look like I'm always saying it to his face to make him sound good or to make uh, him feel better. But he he loves the Word of God more than just about anybody that I've ever met, probably more than anybody I've ever met. I don't. I never see him at home without his Bible in his hand, without his ruler and his highlighter. As I, I when I highlight, I just kind of go for it, and I just hit the, I just hit the highlighter, and it, and it's a mess. It's just not great. Um, he grabs his highlighter. I'm trying to find one of the spots that I highlighted a bunch of stuff. He, he grabs that the ruler and his. I haven't like looked at it, but his, the lines are crisp. And I mean, he just he knows what he's doing. Um, but uh, it's just inspiring and. Uh, motivating and encouraging to see his love for scripture. And I wanted to talk with him about that. Um, he's, he gives some, some good background into that as to why, as to how, what we can do to have that level of passion and desire for the word. Um, we talk about a few of the lies that are circled around this topic. Um, some of the things that the enemy will do to distract us, to lie to us, to keep us from reading the word, to keep us from praying, to keep us from doing the things we know we should do, to keep us from growing our relationship with Christ. And so it's just, uh, it was a good conversation. It was a really, really good conversation. Um, and so it was, it went way longer than I thought. I thought we were only going to have uh, a short period of time to have the conversation. Um, but we ended up going for almost an hour. So I won't ramble on too much about five minutes on the intro. That's going to be plenty for this episode. I try to keep everything right around an hour. I don't want to get too long. Um, which him and I talked about, I'm a podcast guy. So I'll listen to a three hour podcast if I, if I'm enjoying what's going on. And so I don't, I, but I try not to drag it on too long. Um, 
I tried to drag it on at all, but I try not to make the episodes too long. I think there was one episode with Pastor Daryl. Shout out Pastor Daryl. That was like an hour and a half. And I didn't. I looked down at the, the computer as we were recording. I'm like, oh, okay, we've been talking for an hour and a half. He's like, holy cow. So sometimes it just happens. Um, but as I'm rambling right now, I try not to do. So with that being said, I will get to the episode with Brandon. Um, Brandon, I love you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here with us, hanging out, living with us, um, doing your thing. Uh, it's... You encourage me to be a better Christian. You encourage me to be a better follower of Christ, a better pastor, all of that stuff. So I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me. And I will get you guys on over to this episode, episode 40. Episode 40, guys. We're in a new decade here. All right. We're, our, the podcast is middle-aged at this point. Probably not. Probably, it's, probably, it's just a baby now. Episode 40. But episode 40, thank you guys so much. Make sure that you like this, share it. Uh, check out the links in the description for the merch. I'm not wearing my hat today because I have to record our announcement video, which I do in front of a green screen. And the bill of that hat is green. And so I did it one time and the the background, the motion background behind me on the announcement showed up on the bill of my hat too. And it looked weird. So I'm wearing this one because I got to record in front of the green screen after this. But check that out. Um, I'm going to be adding uh, one of the tabs on my computer, I believe is pulled up to for the design of some of the other stuff that I'm going to be adding. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to be adding a few more uh, t-shirt and hoodie designs and stuff. Uh, coming up very, very soon. So keep an eye on that. Patreon, five bucks a month. You can support what God's doing here at the Preach That Podcast. And I would appreciate that greatly. Um, I hope it's going to come to a point where I'm either going to have to either that the Patreon will help support this to help this continue to grow or I'll have to start doing some ads and everything. I really don't want to do the reading of the ads and and bring up the sheet like you know a lot of podcasts do, but I, that's not my style that's not really what i want to do i'd much rather it be an organic way so if you would like to support what god's doing here i would greatly greatly appreciate it we're doing a special giveaway so make sure you sign up for patreon as well um, i love you guys i appreciate you guys and here is the episode episode 40 with i'm pointing this way that's where brandon was sitting earlier whenever he was here when we were recording episode 40 with brandon talking all about scripture thank you guys i appreciate you guys and i will see you on the next one as I'm, as you already heard me tell you, because I, I, you heard the intro first that I have not recorded yet, that I will record after this, as I'm not even talking into the microphone. Uh, Brian's got to work. He was generous and gracious enough to meet me here. Uh, it's been a busy morning. I'll talk about all that in the intro, so we don't waste our time. As you probably also know by the intro, because I'm sure that I said the words. I'm looking at myself in the uh, thing over there, and I feel like there's something that's blocking. Something. Oh well, I'll look at it later. Anyways, a little bit distracted. Uh, we're talking about Bible study, mm. studying the Word of God. And I I gave uh, Brandon a shout out uh, last Sunday. So if you watched episode 39, um, it was my message that I recorded just this past Sunday. Um, where are you walking? And I gave Brandon a shout out in the first service, but I forgot to do it in the second service for this Bible because I've always wanted a thin like easy to carry they're so great it's like i can open it up and it lays flat on the table i don't know if you guys can see yeah you can kind of see that it lays flat it's there's something about like just getting a new bible yeah that makes me want to study the bible and read the bible like even more you got to mark it up well you have to it's not a real bible it's got highlights and lines and notes and drawings and exactly. writings and everything else in it which this one I get a little bit self-conscious when I open this one because I've only had it for like a few weeks and so there's not very many markings in it yet. Oh. But um, every time I preach, I, I I preach from this now instead of just on my notes. Mm. Um, at, at the very least, like the first scriptures that I, I yeah. reference, I'll like open it up and read that and then set it back down. I need space. I got to have room. Like I got the dual monitor set up for at this desk, at my home desk. I only got one screen at work and it drives me absolutely crazy. But like I have like a whole wraparound desk at work too. So like I have, oh, yeah, I, I need that. space. And uh, so I don't just like keep my Bible up like on the pulpit with me because I need room for my notes. I have, I have noticed system. that. Um, and it it's weird. I keep saying I'm going to get like an extra table to like set my Bible on up there with me. Uh, uh, but The Judah Smith method. Yes. But anyways... The reason that I wanted to talk, and Brandon just found out the topic that we were going to talk about like five minutes ago, mm -hmm. because I meant to tell him, I meant to text him about it, or we live in the same house, I meant to tell him about it, <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't. But uh, 
the reason that I wanted to talk about it because I have never seen anybody, and I use this word in the best way, not in a negative way like it's typically used. I've never seen anybody so obsessed with the word of God like I've seen you. Oh, thank you. Like, if you're, so you're a shift leader at Walgreens. Yep. And so your work schedule, like today you started at 10. Yesterday you started like 7.30, didn't you open yesterday? It was like 8, but close enough. Sometimes you don't go until 2 in the afternoon, so your work Mm -hmm. schedule, so sometimes you're at home whenever I get home from work. Sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. So if it's, maybe it's your day off or something. I don't know if I've ever walked in you on the living room and you didn't have the Bible in your lap. You yeah. could be watching a documentary or you could be watching something <laughs> on Netflix or, I mean, you may be watching Angry Birds with Lathan or something like that. Surprisingly or, good movie. It actually is pretty good. <laughs> but you always, if your Bible's not in your lap, it's on like the table next to you. Yeah. You, you always have it with you. And that's something that, I think, I not really think, I know that the body of Christ in general, more Christians need to have a love for the word of God like mm-hmm. that. It needs to, I take mine everywhere I go because I always have my backpack with me. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's just, there's like a level of, like a obsession, I guess, mm-hmm. of respect, reverence, of love that you have for the word that is very abnormal. I'll take that as a compliment. And that's absolutely a, a compliment one. because it should be normal. Yeah. I, I think back when this was written mm. or shortly after, you know, maybe the first 500,000 years, I feel like that's probably how most people were. Honestly, that's probably how most people were 100 years ago. Yeah. it would be, Christianity was just normal. Yeah. Because I read a lot of like theological books and right. things like that as well. And it, even in, because I'm reading... Tozer now the knowledge of the holy and he has like this deep reverence but even back then i'm guessing because the way he's writing is that it sounds like that's when it kind of started to shift the body of the church started to kind of shift away from like the theological they didn't want to read older Mm -hmm. individuals like the puritans the um 1100s yeah the a lot theologians from that time mm-hmm. um but that was like i think that book was like 1950 that makes sense yeah it's even and i've, I've referenced this in messages before i don't know if the guy was joking or not but I, I i heard a pastor say one time you don't need to you don't need to fluff a good sermon with too much scripture Oh, I remember you saying that. And that made me so I <laughs> pray that it was a joke. I think it was. But then more stuff happened on that. I'm like, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. But then like I just don't know. But that let's say that it was absolutely a hundred percent a joke. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, like a a bad joke. It is a bad joke. But ju- that Maybe it was a joke from this individual, but I feel like it's that's like real for most people. Yeah. Most Christians, not most people, most Christians. Yeah. A lot of Christians. And then you'll find it a lot in sermons. They'll start yes. off with the one text and then that will be the only right. scripture used. Right. It's I feel like the the modern day Christian is Okay, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengths. Amen. I love that. I'm going to be an NBA basketball player. Right. It's like, no, you're 4'7". Paul was talking about <laughs> suffering. Paul right. was talking about enduring suffering, enduring to the end. Right. He wasn't talking about, yeah. I'm going to become a billionaire. Right. Or they, it's, it's oh, for we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him or are called according to his purpose. So every, everything that happens in my life is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And that's the extent of, of of scripture in their life is I, I I'm kind of sad. I need a verse. Yeah, I, I'm I'm anxious. I need a verse. I'm concerned. I need a verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're sad. Let me give you a verse. Like Jeremiah and, twenty nine eleven is a big one. Yes, I know the plans I have for you and everything right. like that. If you back up to like Jeremiah four, I believe he says, "I'm the one that sent you here." Right. So. He's saying, I have great plans for you, but don't be mistaken. I right. put you here too. 
Yes. So yes, he has great plans for you, but that doesn't mean that suffering isn't part of that great plan. Right. All things work together for good for those who love God. And, and call. just off the top of my head, kind of going along that path, I'm trying to think of someone in scripture that did not suffer at one point. I mean, Christ lived a perfect life and suffered more than anybody. Yeah. It's, and I'm not trying, like, we're not saying like, oh, the, the Christian, being a Christian is terrible. All it is is horrible things. No. But I think it's in Psalm 34, 37. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm -hmm. Many. Yeah. But God will deliver them from them all. Well, I heard someone say, because he was like witnessing to people and someone was like, if everyone is still going to suffer, what's the point? And he said, the point is this. I saw that. That street yeah. preacher. Yep. Yeah, the point is this. Everyone suffers. That's just the result of right. the fall. Yes. But when you're a Christian, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah, you. You have hope. That's the context right. of that verse. Exactly. You actually now have hope. Yes. I, believe, I forget where it is. I think it's in Ephesians. The Gentiles had no hope before mm. Christ. Right. Now they have hope. Yes. So even though you're suffering, you now have right. Jesus. And let's just for a minute, and I, we probably have all at some point in our walk with Christ been the, I need a verse Christian. Yeah. Or I've got a verse Christian. Mm -hmm. We all have been there. The Bible talks about getting off the milk and into the, onto the meat, like mm. going from being a baby Christian and maturing that scripture talks about maturing. I forget. Uh, I shared that verse. Uh, I was like a short or a reel or something several months ago where it talks about um, doing things so that the body may mature, mm. like the body of Christ may mature. We can be fully mature in Christ. I think is how that verse yeah. we are to grow mature. We've all been that person, but if being the I need a verse or I've got a verse Christian takes away the anxiety in that brief moment or takes away the mm -hmm. depression or gets a little light at the end of the tunnel, brings hope. Imagine what being I've got a chapter Christian would be. Yeah. Or I've got a book Christian or mm -hmm. I've got a testament version or I've got the word of God. You know, as we mature and we start yeah. to bring a verse and then it's five and then it's a chapter and then it's a, mm -hmm. and then we. Imagine if the one verse did that for you, what can the entire word of God yeah. do for you? And I don't think I have a verse, like I need a verse is necessarily awful. No, 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 no. In no. theory, because so, we, we, I feel like we have to start there. Yeah. Cause like I was going through stuff recently, um, just homesick and everything like that. Yeah. And so I was going through anxiety and all that stuff. And I was like, I, but like you said, I, don't like having a plain Bible. Right. So I was like, yeah. well, I can mark it up by looking up verses yeah. regarding these things. Right. And then, so in that sense, I don't think and inherently it's bad. However, when that's all you're doing. Exactly. And that's yes. what you're focusing on. Yes. Now, I'm glad you made that distinction because that's that was what I was trying to say, yeah. but I didn't say it like that. Mm -hmm. It's that we can't stay there. Yeah. Like first Peter five ten. I'm gonna read it real quick. That's that's it's my favorite verse in the entire Bible. I in almost every season of my life have gone back to this. And this actually references what we were just talking about with suffering. And after you have suffered a little while, mm. that's, the, that's the first part of first Peter five ten. It doesn't say if you suffer, it says after you've suffered for a little while. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That's my favorite verse in the whole Bible. And it's not highlighted in my new Bible yet, so I'm going to do that after we get done with this. <laughs> but I that was my, it's been my favorite verse for a long time. It's got me through so many dark times in my mm -hmm. life. Going back to that truth from Scripture, knowing that God himself will confirm and establish and restore me. That after I, okay, I'm suffering, but I'm supposed to. Yeah. If you're walking a true Christian life, you will suffer. Mm -hmm. So after this suffering, God himself, the God of all grace himself will restore me. Himself yeah. will, will establish me. And so my best friend that passed away last October, that was whenever he gave his testimony at the church, he finished it with that verse. Oh, 
he, him and I had had bonded in the Lord over that verse so many different times. Mm-hmm. And so even when he passed, as painful it was to go back to the verse that he himself shared when he gave his testimony at church in a powerful way, that verse helped me get through the tough times and the suffering of that moment. Yeah. So the the verse Christian is not a bad Christian. No. It's it's where we all start. Yeah. John 3:16. 95% of Christians, that's the first verse that they're going to memorize in their, yeah. in their life, especially young kids. John 3.16, we teach them that all through kin, or, you know, little kids' church and VBS and everything else. And through it all. Through everything. And I, I, everybody probably knows, I think that's probably the one verse that everyone memorizes in King James no matter what. Yeah. For God so the world, he gaveth his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, just basically what I'm trying to say as we're, I don't know, 10 minutes into this part of the conversation now, is don't stay at I'm the verse Christian. Yes. Grow. and But don't rush it either. No. Well, because also, so we need the verses, obviously, because that's how you combat Satan. Right. Like if you're having bad thoughts. Yes. Job which one is like if you're having lustful thoughts in job it says i have made a covenant with my eyes that i Mm. will not look lustfully on a young woman um philippians if you're listening to audio only and you can't hear the pages wrestling it's quiet for a minute because brandon's looking up a verse (laughs) or Six and seven. Yeah, I think so. Cast all your anxieties on the Lord. No, that's not the one. Hold on. What is it? You went to Philippians and I looked over and I saw chapter four. So I just assumed that it was going to be chapter four, verses six and seven. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes. So... Because one of the things that I was always struggling with was how do you combat thoughts? Right. And it was something that I was struggling with like the past like two weeks or so. And so I was praying and I was like, God, it's just not working. Yeah. But then I remembered I went back to Matthew 4 Mm -hmm. when Jesus was being tempted. And then I was thinking about, I forget what the other thing was, but and Jesus used verses Right. He didn't just say, Lord, just take it away. Yeah. Take Satan away. Just right. throw him away. Uh-huh. He just combated with the word. Right. So you got to learn the verses. Right. But you also got to learn it in context. Yes. Because there's That's a, one of the biggest a keys. lot of preachers now, as you know, really annoy me, take the <laughs> verses completely out of context. Right. And I'm like, this is not what he's talking about. Right. Where are you getting this? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the... I think that's the the biggest danger in being the verse Christian for yes. too long. Yes. And never getting off the milk, never growing. I need to look. I didn't give where that verse is at because I'm really curious what verse it is now. I got it already down. Let me find it. Ooh, okay. I got a couple things that moved up, that popped up here. Let's see. First Corinthians chapter three is one of them. Pages another pages are stuck together. That's so annoying with the Bibles. Uh, first First Corinthians chapter three, verse two. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you are not ready, for you still are of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? So that's talking about, also look at the other one, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. And these are just reference. I'm just reading these as references um, to what I was talking about. 5, 12. As as, yeah. And there it says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need 
someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So that's the one for uh, Hebrews 5.12 is mm. the one that I was referencing at first where it talks about as we grow and mature in Christ, going from the milk to the solid food, yeah. from the verse to the context, yeah. I guess would be the way to put it. I had something. What was it? It's going to come back to me. No. It'll come back to you. Um, so I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you, okay, we've still got plenty of time here. Um, what, what sparked that love and passion and obsession for scripture for you definitely when i came back after the three years of just going away because when i came back i came from like a broken state and as vody bacham says brokenness is not a place that god leaves you it's a place that he comes to get you Mm. he'll take you there but he won't leave you there. Right. So I just always remember um, God's goodness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to know more about him. Yeah. And the other great thing is, is that you can study for hours. Yeah. And you're going to find out something new. Right. Oh, that's what it was. A lot of Christians now don't, like they focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the gospels. Right. And the epistles. Yeah. That is the Bible for them. Right. It's true. But Paul even says from the law to the apostles. Right. It's all written for our betterment. Right. And that was something else was that I think before I kind of focused a lot on the gospels and Paul. Right. But now I'm like, well, there's a whole bunch of others. Yeah. Um, and you see the gospel in the Old Testament, right? Not just the new, all over the Old Testament. Yeah. And why in the world would Paul quote the Old Testament, quote the prophets? Yeah. He in his letters in the New Testament, if it had, if it wasn't for us as well, if yeah. we couldn't learn something and gain something from it. Yeah. And either way, it's still the word of God. Right. So even if Paul said, like, listen, you don't really have to it's like either way god spoke it right so you should if you want to know more about him yes start from the beginning right and that's what it so when i came back i was going because i was going to read through all of like religious texts mm-hmm. i didn't get through genesis 20 i think it was so i was like okay well now I'm here. Yeah. Um, and then I read the Bible all the way through the first time. And then this time, like I just read it straight through. This time I'm doing it with like commentaries and yeah. book by book, yeah. which I do recommend commentaries. Like, yes, um, that's how you're going to get the context. Right. Obviously get someone good. Yeah. Um, don't get someone crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> people out there um, that just have crazy views and right. think that it's that there's no Trinity, there's no right that baptism saves that uh, all of these. Joseph Smith would be a good one to stay away from. Just saying, Joseph Smith. I'm trying to Mormon. That's what it was. I was like, I know the name, the Book of Mormon. No. Anyways, um, I should probably get on my better behavior here. Eh. say too much we're gonna have to this will be a patreon only episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut that and you'll just get if you want to see this part go to patreon yeah if you would like to <laughs> if you'd like to see what i said here right <laughs> completely uncensored what is your like what is your i know you just kind of talked about you had a couple of different methods like what's your for the person out there that may still be the verse christian mm. or is is getting into being the context Christian, getting into being, you know, reading regularly, maybe not, maybe not every day yet, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, mm-hmm. whatever it is. 
what what's your advice for that person or do you have any like tips and tricks or study methods that help you go from being a verse christian to being the context christian and expanding um, what you read and study mostly it was just um I'm pretty sure I like, well, I started off, so now I do devotions twice because I read through Psalms every month with Proverbs. Um, so I do it twice. And then, um, I here. Um, so then, so I read it twice, but I started with three days a week, yeah. four days, maybe five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and then, but as you study and as you learn more about him, you're going to fall more in love with him. Right. And when you start with prayer and a heart of gratitude and a heart of right. Lord, just you show me, show yourself. Yeah. If you knock, he will answer. Right. So if you seek, you will find. Yes. Was essentially my thing was. Wait, you don't mean that doesn't mean you just get whatever you want. And surprisingly, no. <laughs> You know, I know it says in Psalms that the Lord will give your heart desires, but that's after you're saved and your desires change. Yes. I've, yeah, I've, I've preached about that a little bit. <laughs> Surprisingly, that's the context. Right. Shocking. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's that video that I just shared with you. I was sharing that with uh, Stephen this morning after breakfast, kind of what that video was talking about, um, where it talked about not every meal is like the greatest meal oh, ever eaten. Yeah. That was such, that was yeah a perfect way to put it. So that was another, so in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of goosebumps. There wasn't like, yeah. there were a lot of times where I was like, okay, listen, I really don't want to read. Right. There are even times now where like, like you said, I come home from work at 10 and then I'm like, I'm just so tired. Yeah, I don't want to work. I don't uh -huh. want to read. I just want to go to bed. Right. I just want to relax and just sleep. Right. But then now, one, it's become such a habit that I don't mm -hmm. think I could not do it. Yeah. And two, uh, there was a video that I saw and it was, I think it was after I watched Passion of the Christ, maybe like the first time. Um, and it was a video that's, and it was a little cheesy, I will admit, but it <laughs> said, um, like the person was like, I'm tired. I don't want to read. I don't want to mm -hmm. pray, whatever. And had Jesus on the cross. I was tired too, you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, a little cheesy. But it did. But the, the point is there. The point is there. And yeah. now every time I'm like, I'm really tired. I just, right. just want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm like, I think of Jesus. Right. And I mean, it, one time he prayed all through the night. Right. And so I'm like, I can't even pray five minutes. Yeah. Don't be the disciples in the garden. Don't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one thing and it was like, um, and this is another thing is that prayer, no matter if you think it's, if you don't know what to say, if you don't, it, no matter if you think it's a good prayer session, mm -hmm. I guess is the proper word. Right. Um, you're being changed because you're yes. in the presence of God right. and you cannot be in his presence and not change. Right. It, that this has, ruined or interrupted or bothered or there's a whole gamut of different ver phrases i could use mm. so many christians yeah because i can 30 seconds on this can make me give me the goosebumps and make me feel a, a certain way mm. whether it's a christian video or not whether it's no matter what it is i can i can pull up my phone and find something that's riveting and entertaining and it grabs me and it pulls yep. me in and it keeps my attention where this has become our go-to instead of this. Yeah. Whenever this causes more problems than it solves. Yes. And this only solves. And the phone can be really riveting. And yeah, this if, is so entertaining. If you're in Leviticus, sometimes you're like, listen. Right. I don't want to learn about the tabernacle. Right. Why do I need to know how to set up a tabernacle? Yeah. Right. But how i how it helped me get through leviticus uh -huh. numbers surprisingly i i enjoyed it wasn't yeah because there was a lot of fighting there was a lot of <laughs> you know it wasn't all law right leviticus is nothing but the law right but how i've gotten better at reading and studying leviticus is you can see christ in everything yes the high priest robes that is what's one of the best keys for any from genesis to revelation just 
whenever you whenever you read your Bible, I always pray this, and I would recommend say, Lord, speak to me through your word. Holy Spirit, illuminate your word to me mm-hmm. and let me see what you want me to see and understand what you want me to understand. Yeah. Also add to that prayer, Lord, show me Christ in this passage. Yes. Now he it, is in every he's in every book of the Bible. Now it is important not to just throw him in and be like, right. Now this is a picture of Jesus. Yes. It's like okay, right. The context is a fit here. Yeah. Um, it needs to be the God's intended yes foreshadow and and prophecy of Jesus, yes. not what sounds good and yes. makes you feel good. But he is in every book yes. and. At the beginning of each book in my Bibles, I have um, Jesus is, and then like kind mm-hmm. of what he kind of represented yeah. in each one. But um, so in Leviticus, one of the big ones was, I mean, the tabernacle. Yep. Um, uh, the high priest robes. You can see him in. You can right. see him like he's all over. Yeah. Um, but you gotta read in context. Yes. Um, another big one is because, and it affects a lot of people. Because they're like, "Well, if David could have multiple wives, <laughs> it's like, well, number one, context. Right. And number two, David's not a moral. He's not the he's not the moral judge of the world. Well, that, but also <laughs> he's not like a moral story. Right. It's not like okay, be exactly like David. Yes. It's like yeah, he had problems. Right. He raped Bathsheba. He right. had he killed his her husband to get the stories to line up after right. the husband wouldn't agree. Guess what his punishment was for adding her as a wife? The, his first child was lost because of that. Yeah, uh, his first child didn't, or the first child with Bathsheba didn't make it. Yeah, like there's consequences to sin. Yeah, um, and so you got to read it all in context you got to understand that not everybody and every story is a moral right like okay do exactly like this yeah just because they're in the bible doesn't mean to follow exactly like them right i think the abraham song that that pastor uh had that, to go. and i maybe i should try to find that and, and clip and it clip it and throw it in here real quick that was so funny abraham's not a moral character right he had his issues. Right. And a lot of, uh, and, and it's true. I'm not, I'm not saying that pastors shouldn't use this, but a lot of pastors will always go through and say, you know, Noah was a drunk. Yeah. Moses was this. David was an adultering, adulterous, lying murderer. And look what God did with them. That's true. Mm-hmm. But you can also kind of look at it and at the inverse and say, look what they did. They weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm don't, don't be them. Yeah. Scripture doesn't tell us to be holy as David is holy or to be holy yep. as Abraham is holy or to be holy as Noah is. Yeah. It says to be holy as I am Jesus mm-hmm. as the Lord is holy. He is the one that we're supposed to exemplify. We can learn lessons through the trials and the issues yep. and the failures of everybody else and the successes and the triumphs of everybody else. But there's only one. Paul himself follows me as I, I follow Christ. Which that's the other problem, which I, in the church and everything is that they want to follow they put the pastor right. and the yep. religious leaders on this pedestal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to get failed. Right. Because men oh, yeah. will fail you. Yes. 1000% of the time. Yep. Do not follow a man or a woman or no. with, with uncertain level right. of unquestionable. Right. Okay. This is, this is my guy. I think, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I think I was telling you about it. Uh, Ryan, a really good friend of mine mm. at our church, told me about the story that him and his wife were contemplating moving to another state. Then mm-hmm. so the main reason was for a church. He had found a pastor online that he really respected, teaches and preaches the truth. A great Bible scholar like understands the context. Everything we're talking about was this guy. Mm-hmm. And they went down there for a weekend trip and they, uh, I don't know if they had lunch or breakfast or they just talked after service with this pastor and stuff. And they told him, I guess, we're thinking about moving down here to be a part of the church. And the pastor, and I, and I will share this example for the rest of my life, I respect the heck out of this, said if the, if, the only, if the main reason or the only reason you want to move here is to be part of this church, please don't. Yeah. And most of them are like, huh? Why would a pastor not want somebody? And he told them, this church and I, as the pastor of this church, will fail, mm. and we will hurt you. We will something will happen. 
we, we will fail. Even if it doesn't directly affect you, it could affect your your view your view of the church or as me as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So if God calls you here for a reason, go for that reason, but don't come for the church because yeah. this church is going to let you down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, a pastor that has the ability and the humility mm-hmm. and the wherewithal and the wisdom to say that is great good in my book. Doesn't care about the numbers, but right. it's like, listen, I want you to be right with Christ. Right. I, I And I sit here and think like, that would be an incredible feeling as a pastor to have someone say, yeah. I saw you online. I want to come and follow you as you follow Christ. Because mm. like Ryan, it wasn't like a, we're obsessed with this guy. Yeah. It was literally because I'm going to follow him as he follows Christ. I know that he's following Christ. Yeah. I want to sit under him. And it was a genuine desire to want to go there. And as a pastor, it would be extremely tempting to allow it yeah, or to invite it or encourage it. Because it's also highly justifiable in circles, even in it's one of those things we talked about in men's group um, where the intention is good, Mm. but you're not doing it yeah for the right right reasons yes like listen yes he might be an amazing pastor right but what's going to happen if he messes up someone else messes up right you're going to be like well the church failed me right i'm done with church and so many people will take that as god failed me yep because man the whole hillsong thing is a perfect example of it yep so many people flocked to Hillsong, and I, I'm not condemning Hillsong, New York, Hillsong in general, the church itself. Mm-hmm. People made mistakes. Yeah. People did bad things. I've made mistakes and done bad things too. Yeah. Like I'm a human being. If God's grace can cover my life, it can cover their life. Mm-hmm. But that's a perfect example. There's so many people, even in the Hillsong documentary that was the last episode that you and I did together. Mm-hmm. People talked about how they literally walked away from God, left their faith because of this. Yeah. Because Carl Lentz was God in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Because Carl, whether he put himself on that pedestal and drew that in or whether he was just doing what God had called him to it do and passed the church. that way. Right. Regardless of how it happened. It's not on him that these people put him on that pedestal. Yeah. I mean, if there were malicious things, if he was like, if they were manipulating people through this and that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that contributes to yeah. it. But we as Christians, as individuals, the lack of accountability in our world, especially in the Christian world, especially in the church, is disturbing to me at this Very. point. We need to have the accountability to understand that my walk with Christ is my responsibility. Yes. I am the one in charge of this. I am the one making the decision. I am choosing who to listen to, who to not listen to, who to believe and not listen, who not believe, mm-hmm. who to follow, not to follow. And it's up to me and my walk with Christ, the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge I gain from scripture, the discernment that I have through the Holy Spirit, whether this person is worthy of listening to, understanding, yeah. following, and learning from. Yeah. If they're wrong, that's on them. That's on them, but it's on me if I allow that to affect my walk with Christ. Yeah. John Piper said I'm paraphrasing, but essentially just because I failed doesn't mean that Jesus, the perfect one, right, is right failing you. The the best example, one of the best examples I've heard was from uh, Frank Turek, Dr. Frank Turek, one of my favorite apologists that I like to listen to, always says, if you're walking through a mall and there's a young man sitting at the piano and he's playing Beethoven mm-hmm. and he is playing it horrendously butchering it hasn't hit a single note yet the only reason you know it's beethoven's because you see the the sheet music on the piano that says beethoven and he's playing it terrible are you going to blame beethoven because he played beethoven terribly mm-hmm. or are you going to blame him because he played beethoven yeah. terribly? the same thing we let people that fail and make a mistake and then we say oh that's god's fault yeah why are you playing blaming god for this person misrepresenting god that's on this person not on god we've done it since genesis 3 yeah, right now with the accountability that is a big one especially yeah. now because everyone wants to talk about god's grace now right and i i vented to you about it a lot yeah pastors can get disqualified right 
just because yeah. you get the grace and the love and we need to right. be forgiving does not mean you're allowed back in the pulpit. Right. We can still love you and yeah. care for you and take care of you and right. you have God's forgiveness, but you got disqualified. Right. Sit down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop preaching. Yeah. Yeah. That's nobody in the church. Nobody in church wants to do anything. Well, that might hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. While that may be true. The 11th commandment, thou shalt be nice. Right. And it trumps all other 10. Uh-huh. Exactly. That was Vody, wasn't it? Yes, I sir. So. But, yeah. Everybody's so concerned. I'm concerned with people's feelings, too. Yes. Don't get me wrong. But you, that person's feelings don't trump the word of God. Yes. And the, and there's a way, and, and every situation is different. I'm not going to try to give tips and, and how to navigate that. But there will always be a way to reconcile that person's feelings with the word of God in a loving, mm -hmm. Christ-like way. Yeah. That is our job as Christians. And the other thing is, because again, I have very strong feelings about pastors and how, you know, they twist the word and they right. dis people that should not be in the pulpit and yeah. it, the false gospels and all of this stuff, it right. really just gets on my nerves. But... um they have taken this um well i don't want to offend them right so we can't say that he's not allowed to preach because god is all love and grace it's like yeah but what about the, the sheep out there right the shepherd needs to be fired he messed up royally right and according to the word of god according to the good shepherd that said, this is the qualifications that the shepherd must meet. Right. You're going against a good shepherd. Right. And I'll pray for you. I would say 99% of the time in today's world, being politically correct, all that means is that you are scripturally inept. Yes. The least politically correct person of all time was Jesus. Oh, yeah. He wasn't concerned with how he was to be, how he was going to be perceived, or if it was going to offend, or if it was going to hurt somebody's feelings. He called a woman a dog, right? He he never said anything maliciously. No, because if he had malicious intent, then that would be a sin. Yes, and we know that Christ never sinned. He never did anything maliciously. He never did anything to hurt people. But he was also he didn't have time to waste sugarcoating no. and beating around the bush. And there are people that he was very direct calm and gentle yes and loving with and there were people that he was very stern and bold and direct and if you notice the people that he was mostly stern direct and like listen you people need to stop now were the religious leaders right. that should not have been yes in leadership because right. they are adding to the word right they're taking away from the word yes he was like listen you guys need to stop now right um Paul Washer's talked about on numerous occasions. Don't worry about the individual. Like, don't worry about the gang member on Judgment Day. Worry about the pastor mm. that has, like, led the sheep astray. Right. Like the false prophets and the yeah, because they are at a higher condemnation. Right. As it says in I forget where, but. Um, yeah, I forget. Those that preach and prophesy are at a higher condemnation when right. they... Yeah. And that that brings up a good point, too, that I think it's important that people remember is as you go from the verse Christian to the context Christian to the chapter Christian to the book Christian to the full scripture, the way that the Holy Spirit speaks to you and deals with you and rebukes you and corrects mm -hmm. you will pattern that of jesus yes the people that didn't know anything about grace didn't know anything about god were the ones that he was gentle with the yep. ones that knew scripture that had the torah memorizing you know, that the that had the phds in theology yes, the ones that were the most book smart when it came to wasn't christianity then but with the Judaism. jewish faith with religion were the ones that he was the most stern with the most bold with that he would immediately call out that he wouldn't beat around the bush you should know better yes so the more you get to know god the harsher the holy spirit is going to seem yes the more bold that the holy spirit's going to be with convicting you to righteousness the more 
serious the correction will be. Mm. Like, I always tell a story. I was, we were driving somewhere and I, it was kind of, I built like almost the whole sermon around it, but we were driving somewhere and Peter was like, Dad, that's not how you get there. Like, yes, it is, Peter. Why'd you turn there? You're not supposed to turn there. Yes, I am. And finally I said, Peter, like, I'm, I'm the grown up here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm your dad. Like, just, just trust me. Like, I, do you think I'm going to drive somewhere we're not supposed to drive? Do you think yeah. I'm going to make a wrong choice? Like, we're going to the same place we've been to 10 times. Let me get you there. And immediately, God, the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear. He said, frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. He wouldn't have talked to me like that. He would have gently walked me through that 10 years ago. Yeah. But in that moment, it was like, hey, dude, like, you do that to me all the time. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. Get, give your child some grace because I've given you some grace. And while you're at it, maybe use that mindset when you're walk, talking and walking with me. Yeah. It wasn't that way before because I'm at a point now where I need to understand that. I need that yeah. bless. And it's going to be like, we call it like you know, the holy two by four or whatever, yeah. you know, the holy backhand where it's like, oh, ew, ooh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Good point. Good point. Yeah. But that is the key to walking in humility because if you're walking in pride, when that happens, it's like, whatever. Knock it off. Leave me alone. Yeah. You're, you're being ridiculous. You're in, going the wrong way. Right. Exactly. And as you read and as you study, you're going to grow in the fear of the Lord. And that's something that I think is also really just left. And it's something that I have focused on a lot now Mm -hmm. um, and what has also helped me want to study more. And it's not a slavish fear of like, because back in the like the gods of old, if you will, they had this fear that if they didn't sacrifice correctly, Mm -hmm. they didn't whatever, the crops would get destroyed. They would get smited. That's not the fear we're talking about. It's a holy reverence. The three people I am scared of the most were the three women that raised me. (laughs) My mom, Allison, and me mom. Right. Am I scared of them? Yes. Right. But it's not a... But not because they. you think they're going to hurt you. Allison sometimes, but... Well, you know. She's my older sister, so... Yin-yang. <laughs> but it's more of... Because my mom one time was like, why are you so scared of me? Al has asked it. <laughs> and me mom has asked it. And I'm like... Because they're like, we haven't hit you. We haven't right. said anything negative about you. Yeah. And it's because they have been like... I just have so much respect and yes. awe for them that I don't want to let them down. Right. I don't want to disobey them. I don't right. want to. And that's what it is with God. It's yes. not a, he's going to send me to hell if right. I don't do the 10th commandment. Yeah. But right. it's a, he's done so much for yeah. me. We just talked about it at, an, at, was it our last elders meeting or the one before that? An elders meeting recently here at the church where Everybody is so, like you said, so fixated on grace and love. Like there would, you can't, you don't get grace without wrath. Yes. Like you don't get, you don't get love without wrath. Like you don't get all the good stuff Mm -hmm. that God gives without the bad stuff that comes with not obeying God. Everyone focuses on God is love. Right. If he loves, he has to hate that which is evil. Right. I love children. That's why I hate abortion. Right. Yes. Um, but um, there was another thing. Yeah. Like darkness is, darkness exists because light exists. And when there is an absence of light, darkness is present. Yes. Like you can't, the reason that we enjoy the beautiful weather that we have outside right now is because we've walked outside of this church to absolute garbage weather. Yes. You don't get one without the other. Yeah. And that, we need to view the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God in that context of I cherish this mm-hmm. because I didn't used to have it. Yes. I cherish being a child of God because before I gave my life to Christ, I was not. I was an orphan. That's I Ephesians was, 1 to 3. Right. I was a dead orphan of the world of the flesh, mm-hmm. but I now I am alive in Christ. I was a rotting corpse and right. now... Yes. Um. And you and me have talked about it and you brought up balance. The church has a very big problem with they're either one or the other. Yeah. In the olden times, yeah. it was all wrath, hellfire, brimstone, yes. and we needed love. Right. Like we needed to preach more on love. Uh-huh. That's when the Jesus revolution happened right. and everything like Such that. Amazing movie. But now we have shifted to God is nothing but love. Yes. Nothing but grace. Right. He cannot hurt you. Right. It's like, well... No, 
he is love right but with that comes he's love but he's also just right on the judgment day the price will be paid whether it's on the cross or on or in hell right it's one or the other we we love to to read about noah and the ark and all the animals and stuff we don't like to acknowledge the fact that he wiped everyone else off the face of the earth because they were their blood was tainted their yeah they were infiltrated by the enemy yeah and and people the only people that like to focus on that are the atheists and the the naysayers and people yes. that are trying to argue against it because they want to say god isn't love he's all bad and christians want to say god's not bad he's all good when the truth is there's a middle ground to it it's just that the bad so to speak is not actually what the other opposing side the wants atheists to, only want to look at quote unquote the old testament god i say right. quote unquote because it says it's they describe him as compassionate steadfast right. love yes in the old testament way more than the new yeah and the christians want to focus more on the new testament right the new testament god all loving yeah. all grace yeah when also in the New Testament has one of the bloodiest books of all time, Revelation. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, but, and it's, yes, he's love, but he's just. Right. So the people of Noah's time were so wicked yeah. that there really wasn't like another, like, why does God allow evil in the world? Well, last time he took away all the evil, you guys yelled at him for killing everybody. <laughs> I'm going to use that, dude. That's so good. But, and the other thing is this. He also showed his grace. Right. Because there didn't have to be an ark. No. Noah, though he was righteous in his day, as we mentioned, was a drunk. Right. He had issues. He had issues. But God, compassionate, loving, remembering his covenant with Adam. Right. And Eve set apart a set people right and brought an ark yeah to save humanity while taking out you didn't have to give noah a heads up what was coming no <laughs> he didn't deserve a heads up right if we want to be technical right yes he was righteous but that's not he wasn't jesus right he wasn't perfect exactly there was no one perfect um so yeah last time you guys yelled at him for being so for killing everyone for that's killing so all funny. the evil Make up your mind. I'm, I need to remember that. That's so good. Same thing with Sodom. You guys yelled at him when he did it for the city. I'm going to clip that up and put it online. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, well, it's uh, getting that time. I don't want to I don't want to make you late for work or make you have to rush too much. So mm-hmm. thanks for getting up earlier than you had to and of come course. on over, hanging out with me. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end of the episode, you're my favorite. So <laughs> I look at like the, the average view time mm. and it's never 50 minutes. Oh, really? N- nobody. I'm not so, the average. So some people yeah. click on it and watch 10 seconds of it. And some people watch the whole episode. And so then the average is like 12 minutes. It just uh, depends on the video and how long it is. So, but I'm a, I'm a podcast guy. So like if I start a podcast, I have to finish it. I'll watch, I'll watch a three hour podcast on YouTube while I'm working. Like I've got to see it all. Yeah. And, and I may finish it seven weeks from now because <laughs> if something pops up, I'm like, oh, I never finished that. I'm still working on Daryl's. Right. But I, yeah, I've got to listen to everything. So for, if you guys are like me and that's you also, thank you so much for tuning in, listening. If that is you, please share this on social media. Send a link to text a link of this YouTube video or the audio on Apple or Spotify to a friend. Um, I just want to keep hanging out with people and and talking about this yeah and understanding this better and falling more in love with this and becoming obsessed with this also Th- that's get that's a what's... friend to study with right a friend mentor yes you and me have done ephesian or working through ephesians right. and things like that yeah so yes spend time Th- this stuff's great and i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to do this for as long as the lord allows me to there's other podcasts and teachers and stuff that are online sermons and everything that is incredible but there's no substitute for this no this has to be the priority this has to come first check everybody yes everything and i just talked about that on sunday when i was preaching as soon as you're done with this or get grab your bible while we're talking like look the scriptures up go to the commentaries that we that you know are solid that you know are theologically sound that have wisdom in them and fact check yeah everybody loves to fact check everything except for the stuff that they agree with yep just because you agree with it maybe 
and maybe you agree with what we said and maybe we were correct and maybe we said something that was right but we didn't expand upon it fully or we didn't maybe we were correct but we didn't we're not correct correctly if that makes sense we said something that's true Oh. But there's maybe a deeper meaning to it, or there's more to expand on than maybe that. Maybe God wants you to go deeper into it. Right. And so it, that, that's so important. That's what I wanted to talk about studying and loving the Bible with somebody that loves the Bible more than just about anybody that I know. So thank you. Thank you. For hanging out. Thank you for hanging out. Click all the links in the description if you want to do that. Make sure you like this video, share it, and that's about it. So have a good day at work. We'll thank see you. you tomorrow since we're going to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Have fun at the concert. So I'm looking forward to it. So thank you guys. We love you. And we will see you on the next one. Bye.